everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, CWOWI.org, and our EU website, CWOWI.eu, for many of my weekly thoughts and other things translated into various languages in the EU. So anyway, we are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints by meeting at homes. We share responsibility. We, we take turns hosting, take turns leading. Uh, it's, it's really rather like a, a family gathering because we follow the pattern of Acts 2.42, where it says they were steadfastly in the apostles' teaching and fellowship and food and prayer. Those four elements are generally involved. And uh, hey, we're Christians. You've got to have food, right? <laughs> so anyway, uh, but it's all about the discipleship process. So uh, anyway, learn more, cwowi.org. I could share so much here, but I don't want to take up more than a minute of time. So anyway, today talking about the difference between the Holy Spirit and an angel when they speak to you. Last time I talked about the visual elements of many of the gifts of the Spirit, I talked about how what a seer is versus someone who, who has a vision or many vision or is a visual person. So the Lord often speaks to them in pictures, in, in dreams, visions, uh, you know, stuff of that nature. So today talking about the difference between the Holy Spirit and, and when an angel talks to you. Now, it, angels have become quite popular. In fact, I'll even get, uh, emails from Christians who who say something like, you know, the next time your angel talks to you, ask him about me or something of that nature. And that's a confusion of New Age doctrine, unfortunately, that has creeped into many Christian churches. And people get confused over their messenger, their guide, their spirit guide. There's all sorts of New Agey popular culture terms with it. So I want to talk about the Bible and what the Bible actually says, because that's the true, that is the guideline uh, for us. Now, Understanding this, in John chapter 16 and verse 13, this is where I'm going to talk first about the Holy Spirit. In John 16, 13, Jesus said, when I have, in verse 12, he said, I have many more things to say to you. You can't grasp them now. However, when he comes, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, he will guide you into all truth because he will not speak of himself, but whatsoever he hears, that is what he will speak and he'll show you things to come. So right there in John chapter 16, verses 12 and 13, Jesus said the Holy Spirit doesn't speak of himself, but only what he hears from either Jesus or the Father. And he will guide, speak, and show those three elements. And a lot of times people are looking for the speaking element, not really, not realizing that the guiding is, is more vague. And the Bible uses terms like witness and discern and perceive. And it's also showing. He can show, uh, the Holy Spirit can show us things to come. That's the visual element that I touched on last week. So we have two instances in the Gospels of an audible voice speaking uh, where many people heard it. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 16, when Jesus comes up out of the water, the Father said, this is my son, hear him. And many people obviously heard it, and Matthew wrote it down. Another one is in John chapter 12, verses 29 through 31, where Jesus said, Father, glorify your name. And it said, there came a voice from heaven that said, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. And some said, some that stood by and heard that said that it thundered. Others said an angel spoke to him. And, and uh, Jesus said, this voice didn't come for my sake, but for your sake. So clearly it was an audible voice, but some people were so dull of hearing, all they heard was a clap of thunder. And other people were a little more spiritually in tune, but they thought, okay, it must be uh, an angel spoke to Jesus. But clearly it was the Father speaking audibly from heaven. Those are the two recorded incidents. When 
oftentimes I'll, I'll, I'll talk to a person and they'll say something like they heard God's audible voice or he audibly spoke to them. And in about every circumstance, every situation that I've ever heard, I have been able to show them that it really wasn't an audible voice, but they were hearing the Holy Spirit for the first time in their lives. And what I mean by that is a direct word from the Holy Spirit. Let me give you, for for instance, um, in Acts 8.29, Philip, uh, <laughs> I'm kind of blending it to here for a shortness of time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to add a little bit about an angel now. Put, put what I said right there aside and then an angel, and then I'll show you the difference. Uh, in Acts 8.28, an angel tells Philip to take a particular road that goes down to the desert. And then invert, that's in Acts 8.28, I think, uh, 26 through 28. And then in verse 29, it says, The Spirit said to Philip, go join yourself to that chariot. So one is an angel told him to go a particular road. But then the Holy Spirit said, "Take you know, go join yourself to this chariot. And the difference is this. When the Holy Spirit speaks, it is within. It is clear. It is concise. It sounds like a loudspeaker going off in your brain. It's like, did everybody else hear this? It is so clear, so precise, so commanding that everything else stops. You just, you just know. It's like, boom, there's this, this voice that says, like, like it did here with, with, with Philip in Acts 8, 29, go join yourself to this chariot. Um, the, a similar thing happened with Peter in Acts chapter 10, and what was that, 29 and 30? I think it is that, that, that Peter is there on the rooftop praying, and he sees this vision of a sheet and all kinds of animals, and that's let down and, and taken back up three times. And it says, and then it says this, it says, the Spirit said to him, uh, three men are below, or the men are below looking for you. Go with them, nothing doubting, for I have sent them. And that says the Spirit said to, to Peter. It wasn't an angel, it was the Spirit. That is an internal voice, an internal word that he heard from God. The Holy Spirit is always clear, concise, short, and to the point, in other words. The Holy Spirit does not go on rambling and talking to you about many different things. Um, in Acts 21, 11, the prophet Agabus grabs Paul's belt, and he says, this is what the Holy Spirit says. The man who owns this belt will be arrested by the Jews and turned over to the Romans. Agabus heard the Holy Spirit say those words, so he repeats them. For me personally, I often hear uh, the Holy Spirit. I, it's through the Father, but I hear the Holy Spirit say particular things for people when I give a, a prophecy to them, just like Agabus the prophet. I hear the Holy Spirit. I may not always say, this is what I heard the Holy Spirit say, but sometimes I will. And it's always internal, it's loud, it's clear, it's concise. It's not vague, it's not a feeling, it's not, oh, I sense this in my spirit, or I feel this is the way it should go. And unfortunately, many Christians, um, <laughs> you know, to, to move on with God, you have to be a person of integrity, and you have to be 100% honest. And I'm not saying that people aren't, but I'm saying this. There's, there are Christians who will, who will get a feeling, a witness, something they perceive in their spirit, and they will say, God told me to a person. You know, God told me this, God told me that. And when all it is, is really they witness, they have a feeling, they have a vagueness, they have something in, in their spirit, they can't quite put a, a finger on, they really can't identify it. And they'll say, God told me this and God told me that. That person isn't going to go very far with the Lord because they're not precise. Uh, 
Uh, he is the spirit of truth. And so he's 100% accurate in all things. And so if, if you get something in your spirit, then say, I sense this in my spirit, or I feel this, or I think I perceive this, or I think I'm discerning this. But don't say God told me unless you hear the Holy Spirit directly as Agabus the prophet did, as Philip did, as Peter did, clear, concise, to the point, you know it's God, it's going off like a loudspeaker in your brain. Now, an angel, on the other hand, is always on the outside. An angel feels like, in your spirit, like a person anointed by the Holy Spirit. They are not within. The Holy Spirit is within, because Christ is in you, the hope of glory. But an angel is an individual sent by the Father God to a person. Uh, in, in fact, angels, are, are they belong to the Father, according to Revelation 3, 5. And you'll also remember in Matthew 26, when Jesus said, in the garden, he said, don't you know, I could have asked the father and he would have sent more than 12 legions of angels. The angels belong to the father. We don't have the right to command them or anything else. They are sent as messengers from the father God to us to deliver a message. And so because of that, we see in things like in Acts 8, 28, we see another thing in uh, Acts chapter 10, verses one through seven, where an angel appeared to Cornelius and told him about how he needed to go find Peter, who was staying in Joppa with a man named Simon, whose profession was a tanner of skins. And he lived by the sea, and he will tell you what to do. The angel appeared to Cornelius. He's on the outside speaking to him. Either Cornelius sees a vision, or sometimes you can just hear what the angel will say. Um, another example is uh, in Acts 27, and in verse 10, Paul said, was captive of the Roman Empire, a prisoner. And he said, sirs, I perceive that we shall not set sail because we're going to lose the ship, the cargo in our lives. Paul perceived that in his spirit, that they should not go, that there's going to be a shipwreck. They're going to lose their lives, lose the ship, lose the cargo. And he perceived it. He wouldn't say, the Lord told me. He doesn't say, uh, he doesn't say you know, I heard the Holy Spirit. He, he says, I perceive in my spirit. And so it's down in verses 22 through 24, I think it is, or in really all the way through verse 31, the information that comes out. But in those verses, Paul says, okay, guys, guess what? An angel of God uh, who I serve stood with me and said, fear not, Paul, you must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God has given you all people on the ship. All 276 people would be saved. And he gave him more information. They would be shipwrecked. And when the ship started falling apart, Paul said, no, if you want to be saved, save your life, you've got to stay with the ship until it starts breaking apart. They were going to jump in ahead of time. So Paul had some information given to him, uh, you know, by the angel, some information that was additional information there. But again, it was an angel. He said, he stood by me this night. So when this first happened to me, um, in, when the Lord first started appearing to me and teaching me things, and introduced me to my angel, and he, he said that it would become common for me to see him, and that that has happened. But one of the first times that, that the Lord and, and the Lord was instructing me in these things, and the angel was there, I, I said, you know, your voice sounds familiar. I, it's like I've heard that before. And he said, I was the one who told you to put your helmet on when you were 14, uh, before your minibike wreck, before your minibike crash. And uh, what happened was I was 14 years old, I had a minibike, a small motorcycle, and I had a helmet that went with it. And a friend had challenged me to a race. And I debated about putting on my helmet because helmets are not cool when you're 15 years old. And uh, 14 years old, I guess I was. And anyway, uh, I, I contemplated this and I heard a voice behind me. And about five feet behind me when I was thinking this, and I heard this voice say, go ahead and obey your mom and put on your helmet. And so I, I just unconsciously almost took that as my own thought and said, I think I'll obey mom and 
my mom and put on my helmet. Well, I did that, and that helmet saved my life because he ran into me while we were racing side by side at about 40 miles per hour, uh, which would be about, uh, what would that be? That would be 90 kilometers per hour. Nine times six is 54. No, no, no. It'd be 80 uh, kilometers an hour or so. And uh, anyway, so I spent uh, time in the hospital, another week recovering at home. But that voice, I heard that. And I, and I talked about, uh, in college, I met uh, one of my uh, roommates in college, uh, talked about how when he was a, a, a senior in high school, he put his hand on the door of a car to get in the car with about half a dozen of his friends who were going to go drinking, often some you know country pl- field or something. And he put his hand on the car and he heard a voice behind him say, don't do this, there's going to be a wreck. And he pulled his hand back real quick. He, and he, he wondered what that was. He'd been wondering for a couple of years what that was. And so you may have a situation where, where you are, are praying, you're worshiping, and you may sense. And what it feels like is someone who is anointed by the Holy Spirit. It, it feels like a person in the room, but you can feel the presence of the Lord with them. But it's a, it's a bit different than a Christian uh, who has the presence of the Lord, but it's still the presence of the Lord nonetheless. And oftentimes that is an angel who's there standing in your room or or something. And so you'll recognize this outside. If you get used to the hearing the Father's messages that are delivered when he sends an angel, it, you'll get used to it. You'll be able to tell which side they're on, if they're behind you, how far, etc. And you can develop that sensitivity to that, that you'll at least perceive that in your spirit. But the Holy Spirit speaking is internal. And he's always clear and concise. Angels, too, are clear and concise. And that's that's something that's a larger principle of the gifts of the Spirit. If if somebody gives you a prophecy that's 20 pages long, it's, it's there in the flesh. They may have started off for the first paragraph being of God, but then they went off in their own spirit. They went off in their own imagination and everything else. If so, the Holy Spirit, I mean, look at the, look at the Bible, look at the, the life of Jesus contained within four short gospels. And that's it. 30 years of the, of, of the first 30 years of Christianity contained within the book of Acts. I mean, the Holy Spirit doesn't need a lot of of space to tell you what he wants to say. The, the Father and the Lord Jesus are experts at, at language. So they can say what they want to say to you in a very short, concise, to the point way. And that's the pattern that we see in scripture, both with angels delivering messages and also when the Holy Spirit speaks. So mo- more often than not, when a person hears something that sounds like an audible audible voice. It sounds like a loudspeaker and they confuse it thinking, wow, it's it's coming out of the sky. Usually it's within and that's how powerful it is when you hear the Holy Spirit. Now, as you mature in these things, as you get used to these things, what you'll find is as you perceive things and discern things, oftentimes the Lord moves from vague to the specific. And uh, perhaps we'll talk more about that at another time, maybe next week. But I hope this has been a blessing to you to explain the difference between the Holy Spirit speaking and an angel. All right, God bless you.